The following film podcast frequently contains adult content, including foul language and descriptions of adult situations. Spoilers for the films discussed occur often. Listener discretion is advised. Now take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site. Episode 159. First off, I am Lee. Next time, don't eat the, the P.O.D. Russell. Joined by my co-hosts, Daniel. You are as the wild duck that sits on the pond, Harper. And my other co-host, Paul. For someone who's trying to live like a white man, you're sure turning out to be one hell of a Comanche Romali. How are you doing, sir? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And how are you doing, Dan? <laughs> doing well. I I really hope that one day we just you just forget that Paul's coming on, and then you just you you give me a fun nickname, and then like and then you go, and then also Paul. <laughs> Paul's here too. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing possibly one of the worst. It's not quite a spaghetti western. I I might have alluded in uh, previous episodes that we're doing a spaghetti western of William Shatner. This is technically called, uh, I think, a paella western. I think paella. 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 Okay. Um, paella. So totally a Spanish production, although it's done in the style of spaghetti westerns, basically. Just cheap B-Euro western. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But uh, we're doing White Comanche with William Shatner from 1968. So uh, I think we'll have some fun stuff to say about this. But <laughs> be- before we get into it, we do have a couple comments. So... Uh, I'll get them real quick here. Um, Jamie Wilson says, start listening again. Starting point, host a jack built. Groovy. All right. Well, thanks for listening again. <laughs> why did you stop listening, you uh, yeah. bastard? And why, did you, why didn't you stop listening after how's the jack built? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking like that would be like the make or break for most people at this point, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. It, really, it was they stopped listening when Paul was not here, and then they started when Paul came back. That might be it. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. We have a comment from Jeff Williams. He gives his recommendation of the week, and this time it is Posse from Hell. That's Posse, not Pussy from Hell. Pussy from uh, Hell, baby. Which is also a movie I'd like to see. Uh, a fast-paced and surprisingly gritty western that stars Audie Murphy as a deputy out for vengeance who is saddled with a questionable posse or questionable pussy, depending on the version of this film you see. The I, feel, I feel like there's the Russ Meyer version. That's, that's the. Uh, you know. <laughs> I do have a film called Girlfriend from Hell, but it's not that good. <laughs> the excellent supporting cast really shines, especially John Saxon. Okay, you, you've got me oh, sold God, already. John Saxon, baby. Mm-hmm. John Saxon. John Saxon, fucking... Richard Hun. <laughs> who is cast against type as an Eastern tenderfoot. Uh, he says, gang rape, back shooting, vigilantism, and ambushes all occur, but the scene where Murphy oils up Saxon's ass is worth <laughs> the price of admission alone. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is just all coming to prolapse, baby, and I'm yeah, like, hey up, baby. <laughs> 
And it kind of feels like we have another addition to our Western list. Um, yeah, we can just keep adding movies to this list. Mm. We're already going to add a, a movie to it because uh, Paul made a suggestion uh, that we should have the Fighting Fists of Shanghai Joe, which mm. marries Kung Fu with Spaghetti Western, and we're going to be doing that next week, actually. So I think I think we now have a new spinoff podcast. They must be destroyed on site, Pardoner, and uh, Pardoner. definitely with the P A R D N E R. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to now just be doing bad westerns for the rest of time. <laughs> also, uh, Jeff Williams goes on to say about the movie we're doing tonight. Shad is also utterly believable as Native American a bit on another planet in Star Trek, <laughs> the original series. But yeah. he doesn't actually have sex with any green girls. <laughs> just a very believable tranny. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll get into that, uh, apparently. Um, Cameron Sullivan chimes in and says, this is one of the best Westerns of all time, whether as camp or as straight-faced. It's just so damn entertaining. And I also want to mention that I listened to the first episode of Cameron Sullivan's podcast uh, that he just started called Wacky Talkies, and uh, I enjoyed it. It's just him and a bunch of his friends. Cameron Sullivan is in the movie business, and I think some of his friends are as well, and they just had fun shit-talking movies. So, um, awesome. it was, you know, yeah, it was it was just, uh, you know, a very uh, casual sort of open discussion of whatever the fuck they wanted to talk about. And uh, I was entertained for the uh, hour or so that they did it. So there you go. Um, I'll link it in the podcast notes if you're interested in seeing it. If you need yet another movie podcast to waste your time with, uh, it's a good way. What are there? I, I, this is the only movie podcast out there, right? This is this is literally the only one. There are now two. This is at least the pinnacle. <laughs> there are now two. There's our podcast and there's Cameron Sullivan's there, podcast. There's oh, ours. That's three. Oh, and that's right. Slightly beneath us is the projection booth. Oh. <laughs> well, no. They're, they're way below us at this point. Like, that might if, be, what a fucking hack. Like, but, then, but then Cameron Sullivan, like with one episode, is just like one step below that. It's kind of where I'm. I put him above the projection booth, honestly. Just, yeah. just because he's more. Listening. I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of like audience base. Like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the projectile booth, projectile vomit booth. Yeah, I, I mean, not not in terms of quality, because in terms of quality, we're we're at the bottom. Even if we were the only movie podcast out there, which we were up until like three weeks ago, we'd yeah. still be at the bottom. You know, so. we've got we've got a bunch of contenders now, like uh, new players on the board. Yeah. We we have to actually step our game up now, guys, if we want to get those Patreon dollars. Yeah. And if we want to keep our Blue Chew sponsorship, we, we need to really step our game up. I mean, that's... Did you set up your Patreon yet, Lee? No. <laughs> There's never going to be a Patreon for this podcast. Like, who the fuck? Who the fuck would pay money for this shit? <laughs> How about we, we only pay our own dollars to it? Yeah, that's the thing. It would be us paying into the Patreon. Yeah. It'd be like so like effectively you guys would be losing money that I've never paid you in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I, there's a pyramid scheme rising right now. Yeah, the worst pyramid scheme ever, <laughs> really. Entrepreneur power hour. <laughs> the, the the real the real winner in the in the real winner in this regard, Patreon itself. For taking those thirty cents on the dollar. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys for the comments. Uh, always appreciated. If you want to comment and have your comments read on this uh, podcast, go to our Facebook group. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Uh, join up. It's not a 
super active community or anything like that. It's not like a lot of uh, podcast groups on uh, Facebook where there's like 800 people and they're all talking about bullshit and you can't keep track of it. Here you can actually keep track of the conversations because there's like three. So, <laughs> so there you go. Negative three. <laughs> I think this is the one time that anyone's ever like advertised, come and join our Facebook group. Hardly anyone talks. It's it's great. You know, I, I, I want to be honest. Um, if you want, if you want an active conversation with like intelligent, engaging speakers who have really insightful opinions about things, this isn't the this isn't the place to go. The, uh, this is a handful of people whose comments get read on the show. You know, so hey, whatever. And if you want, but if you want to be read on this show, that's the way to do it. Us and give the shit out of us for no reason. Yeah, and I mean, you know, count your blessings. I didn't have any YouTube comments this time. I, I always look forward to the YouTube comments. <laughs> well, I'm definitely looking forward to Posse from Hell. Posse from Hell, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're going to add that to the list. So uh, thank Pocket you, Jeff Pussy Williams. Pocket Pussy from Hell. Pocket Pussy from Hell. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play some podcast promos and a little bit of music. Uh, although not music from this film, because I couldn't source it. And even if I could, it's totally inappropriate for this film. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back. We'll There's something in the West. Something. Something in the West. You ungodly warlock. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I am Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, 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 and he said, bark, 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 and she said, bark, 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 bark. that's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner, the other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. Which one is crying? <laughs> the boner of tears. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, This is the Doomed Show is available on hellodoomedshow.podomatic.com and doomedmoviethon.com. Hello, hello, this is the Doomed Show, Richard Brad Jeffrey Naffa. It's the Doomed Show. Hello, hello, this is the Doomed Show, slashes, G.I. Low and Horror. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable! At twelve years old, you should not be watching this. Movie. Obviously, at thirteen, you should not be. Fourteen, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even seventeen-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. 
because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. You ungodly warlock. White Comanche from 1968. Mm, smells good. <laughs> Next time, don't eat the peyote. Ooh. I'm all right, mister. Sure you are. You come as near dying as me. You drink the place dry. You got a job. Folks go to church on Sunday? My job to keep it that way. What do you mean you don't know? Oh, General. Care to sit in? What's your name? Moon. Johnny Moon. Do you have a name besides Moon? Johnny. Johnny, look out! 
Decide to come in and do a little relaxing? Get back! I have seen in the dream that does not lie that white thorn and caught to have warned the white faces that we will come. We're through running. When there's trouble, we'll make a stand. Johnny Moon, up here! Johnny. Directed by Jose Breeze Mendez. His one or two credits he actually has, he's known as Gilbert Lee K. That's his Americanized name for American markets. Written by Robert I. Holt, Frank Gruber, Jose Breeze Mendez, and Manuel Gomez Riviera. Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber. <laughs> People have such notice that they don't even have Wikipedia pages. That's yeah, no, like the director literally did three movies. One before this was like an action movie, and then he did the Spaghetti Western, or the quote-unquote Spaghetti Western, and then he did a movie in 2009. Like there was like a 30, 40-year gap <laughs> before he did another movie. I don't know. Like if, if I was a, a new upcoming film director like you know a small film director whatever like nah, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in my first film I don't give a fuck if it was good or bad like no I fucking had Peter Cushing he, like, oh, he like, didn't that's the thing he didn't have any of that like this isn't like an Italian director where if you look at almost every Italian director's credits they have like at least 10 or 12 and then usually upwards of 60 or more <laughs> this is just like this guy did three he, films he showed up he had uh, William Shatner, and he fucked up. Yeah, it, it almost feels like people kind of saw this movie, and it's like, we're not giving him another project. If you watch the film, though, but, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too far from the film, but if you watch the film, if you would have put Franco Nero, or it would have been a longer film career for him. Yeah, I don't instead know. Instead of William Shatner being in the fucking role. I don't think I don't think any good actor was going to make this film better, honestly. Because okay. <laughs> we got we got because let's get into the cast here. Okay. We yeah. have William Shatner as Johnny Moon slash Nota. We have Joseph Cotton. That's right. I mean, let's let's that's Citizen Kane's Joseph Cotton. That's, that's the, the third, third man's, man's Joseph, Joseph Cotton, Cotton in this film. Who and he doesn't... once he shows up. The movie immediately improves by like five hundred percent and reaches still... vaguely watchable status. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we have Rosanna Yanni as uh, Kelly, Perla Cristel as White Fawn, Mariano Vidal Molina as General Garcia, Louis Pendreas as Jed Grimes, Barta Berry as Mayor Bolker, Vincente Roca as Ellis, Luis Riviera as Cato. And uh, Victor Israel is Carter. Yeah, and and they're actually the interesting thing about this that I picked up looking at the cast list is like a lot of these people appeared in a lot of really good Spanish horror movies. Like a lot of these people are in Paul Nashi horror films, and here they're just like, why are you even in this movie? Because <laughs> you needed a paycheck, I guess. Because yeah, synopsis from this from IMDb: 
William Shatner plays two roles, cowboy Johnny Moon and his ruthless Indian twin brother, Nota. Nota likes peyote and gets the crazy idea that he's the Comanche Messiah sent to lead the Comanche nation against the white man, but more specifically, the dusty desert town of Rio Hondo. Moon, estranged from his brother, decides to stop Nota either by words or by bullets. And this is from jimthemoviefreak at gmail.com. Um, he leaves out the fact that it also uh, has like a Yojimbo plot in the middle of there where you got like two rival gangs in the town. Yeah. But but it's like the movie kind of forgets about it too. So it's like, who cares? Well, and that description makes <laughs> well, the movie they, they, sound they, like they almost decent. That one spot. Yeah. Uh, that that description does play up the movie quite a bit. It really does. <laughs> but first off, Paul, I'll go to you. What's your sort of uh, sort of general thoughts on this? I actually uh, really like the film. <laughs> well, I, I I I hate to be a downer, but I actually really like the film. I actually that, really that's not a downer. Movie. I'm glad you have thoughts. Yeah, and I don't usually, but uh, like today. <laughs> You know, because I'm not uh, as drunk as I usually am. I have a thought. I like the film. I really like certain actors in the film more so than the film itself. I feel the sheriff is really well done in the film. He really carries the film on his back for a lot of it. I actually like William Shatner when he plays the the, the good son, I guess you'll call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, good son. Well, the Macaulay Culkin version Macaulay, as opposed uh, to yeah, the... I'll pull the five right there because I'm sure there's some back looking at some point in time. Yeah. A little broke back mountain vibe. But right now, I, I think he plays it very straight, and I like that. I think he really does a good job. <laughs> now, the, the funny thing is, he, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not believable, but I think he tried it. Like, when he does play the good son, he does do a good job. He plays it very straight. But he looks dirtier and a little bit more believable as the good son. I don't know what the fuck happens when he plays the bad son because, like, they clean all the must and dirt off of him and then shine the whitest lights on him and he acts like a complete fucking tool bag and it's laughable and, and like, cringeworthy <laughs> and it's disgusting and I hate it. Believe me, I hate it. <laughs> but for some reason, you, the nice thing is, though, you only see him at the end, of the, like, right at the beginning and the end of the film. So... At the beginning of the film, like a quarter in to the beginning and a quarter into like the middle, you don't think about that garbage, and you really like get into the film. You actually get into the war between the the general and the Grimes, and it's nice. and And I really do like the uh, uh, and you knew it was coming too. The play between oh, that was the guy who raped me. No, it's not. That's the good guy. The play between the 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 barmaid, the 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 whore, whatever you want to call it, and the the townsfolk and the sheriff. It's it's actually interesting. She could tell by the color of his eyes that he's not the rapist. Yes, because he had blue eyes, and then the rapist had. Yeah. That's how you know you love your rapist when you look in his eyes. You know, that's, uh, usually when I rape bitches, their fucking faces in the dirt. So I don't know what she's talking about. You know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, uh, I actually like the film. I actually think it's a it's a pretty overall. I'm actually I'm not a big Western fan I'm because of thank thankfully because of you guys. Uh, I've actually had my slew of westerns down the pipe now. Overall, as as a very watchable western, 
I actually think it works pretty goddamn well. <laughs> I will say William Shatner's bad side is really bad. <laughs> like I can't watch that shit without going, Jesus Christ, just look away, just look away. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what they could have done to make it better. I really don't know. <laughs> I understand they're trying to do, they use William Shatner as a, as a, as a, as a name, but for God's sake, the bad William Shatner is just bad in a bad way. Uh, but for some reason, when he does the good William Shatner, the good son, I can believe it. Like, he just has that kind of refined, quiet. He doesn't draw a lot of attention to himself. He's very know. much like a 1950s cowboy hero. Exactly. Like, he, yeah, really, yeah. he really quiets the whole role down. And, 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 and it sounds funny when I say this, but it seems like the light goes down around him, too. He really, like, everything kind of, like, quiets around him. And I think the lighting even does a little bit of role to that, too. Like, everything quiets down around him. It doesn't show him a lot. He does have a couple roles, though, I will say, in the fighting, where, like, he'll punch a guy, and the next thing you know, he's through, like, th- three houses. Like, <laughs> he'll, he'll end up in a field somewhere, and then he has sex with three green girls, and then he punches a couple other people. There's a couple moments where he goes a little bit over. over there's some, uh, there's some like, Kirk Foo in this, there in this film. There is a Kirk definitely Foo is. element, but you know what? Honestly, the film finds itself a little bit in there after it does that, and actually, it's a pretty goddamn watchable film. I actually like it. I actually own it, by the way, too. <laughs> Daniel, everything that Paul said, but not that's that's kind of why. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured. No, um, actually, I agree that William Shatner is pretty watchable as the Johnny Moon, the white man character, uh, in the sense that if you were going to get a generic TV western actor and uh, from 1958, despite the fact that this was made in 1968, uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels it feels dated it even for 1968. Wasn't, uh, well, Steve you know. McQueen. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. It's very Steve McQueenish. It, it kind of yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you if you're looking for uh, generic Western action, uh, ten years out of date, William Shatner serves that role fairly well. Uh, a little bit of a throwback there. Everything involving the uh, Native American brother is uh, just, I would say, unwatchable. But it's not even unwatchable in the kind of wow, this is a clusterfuck kind of way. It's just pasty faced white guy wearing. Weird makeup with no shirt on, uh, doing things. It re- it really does feel like you know it's like William Shatner in his pajamas and face paint. You know, yeah, like yeah. William, William Shatner doing like a, a sleepover camp or something. You know, like where he's <laughs> where he, he he just shows up and they you know they kind of gave him a binky and you know we're like yeah and then you know just just show up and I, like it it honestly feels like he's on drugs. It reminds and it, me of F Troop when I used to watch that. <laughs> And I remember uh, Jamie Farr, who played Klinger later in MASH, playing an Indian, going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he like, played oh, a more convincing woman in MASH than he played an Indian in after. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is uh, I mean, you know, that, that it's, it's just kind of bizarre every time he's on screen. Like, it's not even, like, batshit enough to make me want to watch it just on that level. It's just bad. And it just, I mean, every time that happened, I was just kind of, my eyes just left the screen. Joseph Cotton is very good. I would really yep. like to see a film with that character. Everything that I said about William Shatner in The Intruder as this really interesting sort of actor, you know, this kind of ex-Broadway guy doing some, like, really 
interesting performance. Uh, none of that is here. He is in full on ham mode. He is in full on, you know, I'm taking a break from Star Trek. Uh, you know, yeah, this is every uh, bad stereotype of a Shatton performance is right here. If this was made today, it would be Nicolas Cage. Nicholas yeah, Cage would be. Yeah. The thing is, I, I didn't get. I didn't get the full Shatner. I didn't get like where he stopped between words and said other things and and ninja kicked people when he was doing the good guy. I didn't see that, but when he was doing uh, the bad guy, I saw. He, he's, there's a, there's a, there's less of it when he's being the the kind of the Western guy. But that's because he's really he's underplaying it. I mean, he yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah. really is just yeah, I, doing I, the. I, I actually dug the good guy. I really hated the bad guy. Like, I was like, oh my god! Like, could you just put bronzer on or something? Do I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because like I was expecting this. I was expecting this to be like really terribly racist in the sense that wow, this is ridiculously bad and racist where I would like get really upset at the film and it is that but it's also so relentlessly unwatchable that I just felt bad for the film it's like not even the level of racism it took to do this it didn't even rise to the baseline level of racism you see in other spaghetti westerns made in the period oh yeah I didn't get I didn't get a lot of racism out of it because he didn't really do any racistly like weird things he just was William Shatner doing a very loud William Shatner uh, it was it's, kind it's... of like you know William Shatner plays Superman by putting glasses on I'm Clark Kent <laughs> now and now I'm, Willie, now I'm Superman. Now I'm Clark Kent. There's, like, there's like, like, there's literally no distinction between the two personas like that he plays in this film. At the end, when they do it by horse and by hand, like the whole that that duel that duel thing they have, literally, I don't know which one's which. They still the, put the random fucking headband on and they do their thing, and the one has a crazier belt buckle than the other. The only the only difference is that when you get to the uh, more the 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 command the white Comanche version of Shatner, that's where the pauses come out because he's doing the yes. the the, yes. the horribly stereotyped how white man yes, uh, exactly. talk where you know where where he's got to like talk about everybody in the third person and uh, you know. Uh, we go to smoke peace pipe now, white man, and, yeah. and shit like that. Although the the cowboy Shatner does that whenever he talks to like the Comanche tribe that's like you know sheltering the Comanche version of of Shatner, well, and I it's just like I, I understand there is a there is a language barrier between like people and the, I, mean, mm-hmm. I get that and stuff. But I like the fact that that only happens during then. But at the same time, the Comanche themselves are going. Fuck this guy! Like at the same, like like some of them are going. Fuck this guy! Why are we going to follow them? But that, but but like, uh, was it White Dawn or whatever? Like still, or White Fawn or whatever? White Fawn, yeah, still wants to follow them and ends up killing that other guy. It's like, what the fuck? Can't you realize you're an idiot? There's a lot of weird shit in this film. Like continuity-wise, this film doesn't make a lot of sense. It just sort of jumps from scene to scene. I just find it laughable that this film opens with the really bad jazz music that you hear throughout the entire thing. Like, like you keep expecting like Sammy Davis Jr. to jump out every, every any second and like start singing. Like, yeah, like it's that kind of thing. Shatner escapes uh, a, an attempted lin- lynching by doing a jump that he could not possibly do without breaking his legs 
<laughs> okay, like if you want to go further than that, Fighting Fist of Shanghai Joe next week, guys. Let's do this. Oh, there's there's some unbelievable shit in that film too. Yeah, but uh, but then you get into the Spanish Indians um, and just Comanche Shat who has whiter skin than his cowboy counterpart and. He's got the brown blonde hair. I mean, there's almost there's almost a version of this that I could see is sort of a knowing like nod to that. Oh yeah, where it's, they it's play up the idea that he's doing like a Paul Newman and Ombre, but doing it, you know, doing the parody version. Mm-hmm. Like I can almost see that as like an angle on this, and yet, but but even like through that lens, I can't see this being at all like like but, if they just sort of treated him as someone who is obviously being completely ridiculous and trying I mean, to adopt this mode. Do you, do you actually think, Daniel? Do you think like William Shatner walked away from this and went nailed it? I think he I, did. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's I, the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Once he did this film. He pitched to NBC to buy the rights to it to fucking. Uh, he, he he thought he was really good in this. He really did. He thought he, that this is this is Shatner, Star Trek Shatner, who's in full ego mode, who thinks he's the fucking cock of the walk, and 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 he thought this was great. He thought this was great. Like he legit. Yeah. This was before he realized I'm kind of shit, and I need to start playing that up. Right, you know, like this is not later career Shatner who realizes how fucking silly he is. I mean, this this feels like the kind of performance that would come out of like the coke years, but this mm-hmm. is not. There's no cocaine involved in the making of this. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's not cocaine. It's it's the different shades of his hairpiece this time around. Like it's like what level of hairpiece is he <laughs> yeah. wearing in this film? <laughs> but and that's that's the thing that that probably bothers me the most about this film that they didn't try to differentiate between the two at all. Yeah. But I mean that also that's like the central gimmick of it, isn't it? Because it's always like the 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 stalwart cowboy version of Shatner's being mistaken as the Comanche yeah. killer, you know. I mean, the, time, the... at the same time, I do understand that too. Like, I get it. Like, it, that's the thing is that's why I kind of I, I actually like this film. I actually do. I don't hate this film. Like, I like some people might dislike, like, literally hate this film. Mm-hmm. I understand the film and I, I get it. And I, there are points that I do like about this film. There are points that I do hate about this film. Yeah. But I don't hate it either. Honestly, like, I, still like I, I, I think it's deliciously stupid. Like yeah, it's deliciously stupid. I get, that's a good, that's a good thing. But the thing is there are a, a lot of characters in this film that I do like. I mean, I do like the general, I do like Grimes. I do like, the, the the sheriff is fucking fantastic. The sh- I think the sheriff, I think the sheriff literally pulls me through most of this film. That's what Joseph Cotton does. Like Joseph exactly. Cotton's like Joseph Cotton is I, fantastic. I don't care about these other motherfuckers. I'm actually going to earn my money. Like I'm going to actually <laughs> act in this thing. Yeah, like Joseph, like take out Shatner. You have Joseph Cotton literally standing between Grimes and the general. Oh, there's a way better film here where with yeah, Joseph Cotton is. as like it, it's a twist on Yojimbo instead of the loner coming into town and, and put pit, pitch it, pitting the two gangs together. It's mm-hmm. Joseph Cotton in the middle as a non-corrupt official who's trying to like fix his town and fight the two gangs. Like right. that's interesting. I want to see that movie. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. The, the, there's actually a good movie like buried in this, but uh-huh. you know, man, it, it has nothing to do with anything that William Shatner's doing. Well, I like the, no. 
that actually, if you really look at the film for like 20 or 30 minutes during the, like the meat of the film, Shatner's not even in it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on around him too. Like there's a lot of know, filler in here about this that you, and, get, and, uh, you get away from it. And then the thing that sucks is that just the, like this is low rent. The production values are terrible. The acting for the most part and the supporting players is pretty bad. The continuity between shots is garbage. And it's only when you get back to Cotton or Shatner where it actually perks up. Because even though Shatner's like actively bad in his Comanche persona, it's still kind of interesting to see him just go off the fucking rails because he's, I'm playing an Indian who's eating too much peyote. Like that, that was his motivation. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, it, it, it's both incredibly wrong and incredibly watchable at the same time for me. Where it's just like, wow, you you uh, you like, went I bigger like than when they finally get to the burn circle and they disavow what he's saying, and he just loses his shit. Uh, how about how also how like the elder of the Comanche tribe looks? Like uh, so a, so like some yes. Yeah, some of them look like, you know, Spanish people, and he looks like a Mongolian. Like, it's, it's just, like, none of them look like fucking Indians at all. I, I think I think Jamie Farr should have been in that mix. He might as well have been. Yeah, good. Um, I also say, like, this movie, for as bad as some of the elements are, it does move by fairly quickly. Like, there's a lot of action and yeah. violence in this. It's almost like, what, an hour and 45 minutes? Our thirty. Oh, it's like it's like ninety four minutes. Yeah, yeah, ninety four minutes. It's so and there's long. there's a lot of like, uh, well, for and it's not a spaghetti western, but I mean, it essentially is. Um, and most of those are usually actually fairly long when you look at a lot of them. This one's pretty brief. It's got a lot of action, a lot of gunshots to the head, stabbings, running people over horses. There's a lot of violence actually in it, so it, it does provide those sort of elements. There's this ridiculous bar fight where we see the Shat Fu come out. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh right. my god. Like so, okay, okay. They bust up the whole fucking bar, and then they're like, then the sheriff finally comes in. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Okay, so they set up this bar scene, and there's all these tables around the bar. Uh, once they get into the fight between Shatner and the thug, all those tables are pushed back, and there's this big open space all of a sudden between the bar and the line of the tables, and there's one table there that they go through, <laughs> and and it, it's it's like straight out of 1950s fucking plywood table that breaks on impact. Like you could lean on it, and the goddamn thing would break. <laughs> and it's pretty hot. It's it's just a fucking amazing to me. It's like okay. Shatner's like, here's how we do it on Star Trek. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to do this move. Lights, and there you go. And he does like the Star Trek fucking like blows to the neck and stuff like 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 total shitty fighting I mean, that feels, doesn't. It feels it feels a lot like like bad TV. Like yeah. I, I, I am. And I, and I, you know, I'm not even saying necessarily this is bad, but it definitely feels like the the sort of thing that would have been on like TV like, like it feels like bonanza or something, right? In terms oh, yeah. of you totally know the way, I, you know. I agree. I fucking Daniel, one hundred percent, right there. It yeah. reminds me of a bar fight from Bonanza. <laughs> and and I mean, you know, if you're if you're on board with, I mean, it's just sort of like I I just was watching this going like this is a movie. I'm perfectly fine with like sort of sort of low budget westerns and sort of you know the the sort of bad production values and everything. This I just kept like my brain just would not process that this was made in 1968. Like I was, 
Like it felt it's just it's so. Really, it's really behind you know, the times because even the yeah. gunplay is not comparable to spaghetti westerns that are contemporary to it. And this is supposed to be aping spaghetti westerns, but all the gunplay is like straight out of nineteen fifty. I was like, I was reminded of like Back to the Future three. Where like Doc Brown sends Marty McFly back in time in like 1950s TV Western gear, that's sort of the headspace right. I got into watching this. Where it felt like you know not like we're making a Western, but we're making a bad Western way out of date. And you know, I, I like got back you know. into it though, like I, after Rhymes started talking to the guy and stuff and started offering him money, and he took the money. I, I, I just thought it was really cool. He took the money, he goes, I don't even know if I'll be worth this in four days, so see you later. He, he, he grabs a bottle of booze and tucks it in his jacket yeah, I might be back. He's like, I won't even know if I'll be worth this. Fuck you. <laughs> he just leaves. So yeah, no, like, no, like yeah. the, the cowboy Shatner is perfectly fine. Like, he's, he's in a different movie. Like, both versions of Shatner they're in different movies. Like he's acting in a different movie with both parts. Like he really is. And yeah, I, I don't know. Some about like as you say, Cowboy Shatner, man. Like I just for some reason I, I'm not saying like he's the next Franco Nero or Fabio Testi or something like that. But he's doing good for what he's trying to do in that role. He, he's like Nero and Testi in the fact that he's a pretty boy. Like he he's yeah. a very handsome man at this point and he's, in his career. He's a quiet pretty boy. Yeah, but. At the same time, he, he can't touch fucking Testy or Fat no, or Nero as far as acting goes. With, like, with the, as far as acting and emotion goes, absolutely not. Not the same thing. Well, but what he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be reserved, quiet, basically measured. He's kind of Shane, is what he is. Like he's yeah, out no. and Shane. Yeah, I get. I'm getting very Shane vibes from from a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Like it just—it feels like it's made up of the parts of like other movies in a lot of ways. You know, it it definitely feels kind of like assembled off the shelf, almost paint by numbers. Well, the thing is, like, what what do you if you look at this? They're not they're not marketing it to the Fabio Testi people. They're they're marketing it to the William Shatner people. I don't even know know if that's true. I I think I think they're generally looking for the Euro uh, fan base that wants westerns at this time, which was. Massive, like every all the all the European countries were basically wanting westerns at this point. I mean that that's why it was such a boom. But right. at the I same mean, time, I just, I just process it as you know this is this is just another western that's like just being processed through the grinder. Like I don't yeah. I don't like think of it as like this is like a big event picture or anything. It's just like oh it's another western. This one's got you know this TV actor well, I, who's I you know look on at this it kid in show. The way, you know? Like modern films are being done. Of the Rock is in another film. Are we marketing it The Rock in another film, or are we marketing the film with The Rock in it? No, we're just marketing another fucking film with The Rock in it. We don't give a fuck what the film is. We don't give a fuck how good it is. It's a, a disaster film with The Rock in it. We don't give a fuck. And the same thing as the Western film with Lynch. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I feel like it's like... The way we market films today, that's how I kind of am looking at maybe why they marketed this film the way it is. I mean, because that's obviously how we market films today. It's a random disaster film with The Rock in it. So that's that's it. We don't give a fuck. I feel like it's, it's like a disaster film with like Tim Allen in it or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think like comparing The Rock to William Shatner is a little off base. Like, yeah, Tim Allen. Like, this is like the <laughs> cowboy film. Shatner in the fucking eighties, like in like the eighties and stuff, like in the seventies and eighties, was a big thing. 
Yeah. I don't know. His his career actually kind of really died right after this for a while. Really? Yeah, it really did. Like he he was he went like after Star Trek, he went he went down the tubes for a few years. Like he was living in a trailer. I actually like I actually like this film more than I like Star Trek. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of this that looks like subpar Star Trek. Like yeah, it's almost know. like Captain Kirk being in old next town. Like guys to come out of the rocks and we can start fighting them and shit. It's not too different from that episode to start. Like there's the episode of Star Trek that's obviously the comparison here, where oh, the uh, Native Americans on an alien planet kind of thing. But there's also the uh, Star Trek episode where they get put in this like alien game where all of a sudden it's like the OK Corral or whatever. Mm-hmm. Feels like that. I was oh, thinking yeah, about that. I kind of feel. I'm. I, I just. I just like to think, and I know that I'm. I'm uh, mixing my Star Trek uh, series here, but I like to think that this is uh, basically just a holodeck episode of of Star Trek. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you know, Kirk just decides to go on and do the uh, do the dual uh, role for, uh, and uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just him like goofing off on a weekend and being the like computer, the computer clones him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. it's well, like it's it, like I mean, well that that's the whole him being a detective kind of fighting uh, series that went on for like what ten years. He's just goofing off. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the I think the bottom line for this is the director and the people behind this production just didn't have the talent that like, say like uh, Sergio Leone, Sergio Carbucci <laughs> had, you know, like, hold on, hold on. You mean the director of this did not have the talent of one of the greatest directors of all time. No, like well, here, here, here's, here's the thing. This yeah. is, I mean, this like, is well, very, well, this well. is very comparable to a shit ton of European Westerns made at this time that were just bad. Yeah. Well, like at least it had a Morricone soundtrack. <laughs> this oh, didn't shit, have a more. This didn't have that either. This oh. had, had like this weird jazz soundtrack. Again, like I said, I expected Sammy Davis Jr. to jump on screen and start singing and do a little dance, a little that, soft. That would have that would have definitely improved the film. And it would have lent credence to my holodeck theory. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. I mean, this is the kind of thing that like Blazing Saddles was made to like satire ultimately. Yeah. Maybe this is just a satire of I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm happy you liked it, Paul. I mean, I have no issues with the fact that you like this. Like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just well, describing I'm the film objectively. It's shit, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, no, I I got in, I will say that I did not hate this film. I got enjoyment out of it. I liked Shatner's bizarre fucking performances in this. But I don't and, need to watch it again. No, that's the same thing. I don't need to ever watch this again. Like it's 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 like a one and done thing. And I'm like, okay, Shatner did something there that's interesting. It's funny. Um, I never need to see this film again. Uh, I, I will say the uh, the lead actress in this, uh, Rosanna Yanni, uh, really reminds me of one of my favorite porn stars, which is not something I should usually take from a performance from an actress, uh, but she's just so bl- fine. But she's so bland and bad. I'm just like, you look a lot like Faye Reagan, and <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I would give the film like a seven out of ten. Overall, like overall films, I give it a seven out of ten because I actually enjoyed it. Shatner's performance, though. Is a fifty out of ten and a fifty out of, like 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 you pinnacle and then you fucking die. 
Like, I don't know how to describe Shatner's performance. <laughs> I love it to a point, and then it dies to a point. And uh, something about uh, the, the, the main actress, she just reminds me of a very uh, passable uh, tranny for some reason. Not saying I wouldn't fuck her. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, she, she's, she's visibly like, she's got like at least 20 pounds on Shatner and like three inches. Like she's definitely, she's definitely, she looks tougher than Shatner. Oh, I will say that. I would, I would take take the fawn and her as a nice three way for sure. Mm -hmm. I'd throw Shatner in there just to see what hole I could fill. Fuck it. (laughs) I'd suck his dick. Okay, <laughs> William Shatner, if you're listening, <laughs> Paul, Paul's here. If, if you're, yeah. you know, you're you're eighty, you're like eighty now. If if you're if you're desperate if you're that desperate for uh, some middle hit from Pennsylvania to suck your dick, I guess. Hey, at least I'm offering. Mm-hmm. But uh, any any more thoughts on this, guys? Or I got not? nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> I went this long, honestly. Yeah. Um, Hashtag so, Daniel go to bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, DVD info. Uh, there's a Warner Brothers Archive Collection DVD from 2015, and then there's countless um, multi pack. Like, yeah, multi pack you know, things. Yeah. It's like you know, went w- w- out of copyright. Mine comes on Western Vigilantes by Image Collections. I think they're called. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the uh, the package of Western Vigilante. Right on. Um, uh, this one is on Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. it is on YouTube. The YouTube, YouTube version, YouTube well. yeah, yeah. The YouTube version looks way better than the Amazon Prime version. Wow. So, um, so oh, whatever the, the print they got Vigilante for Amazon Prime comes with six other DVDs. Right on. Yeah. So definitely, if you want to actually own this. Yeah, six other DVDs. And honestly, you don't need to see this film in great shape. Like it's. But it comes. It also uh, the Western Vigilantes also comes with four parts of the Apocalypse, and so you 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 get quality with this uh, DVD collection. As well. I mean, I mean, honestly, this this film isn't shot that well. Where a fucking like pristine version of this necessarily looks all that much better. Like it, it's, it's really, it, no, no, no. it, it kind of looks buy, like buy shit. Buy the boxer. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, this film was listed among the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made in the Golden Raspberry Award. Um, I don't know what that award is. It, it's it's from uh, John Wilson's book, The Official Razzies Movie Guide, apparently. So uh, this got some recognition. Um, I, I, love, I love that that detail is literally the second sentence of the Wikipedia page for the film. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> the description of the film... Lake Comanche is a 1968 Paella Western starring William Shatner in two roles. New paragraph. It's one of the, it was listed in this most enjoyable bad movies ever made. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that really says a lot, dude. Like, I think that was the first thing you should have said at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, really, it really, it really does set you up. Yeah, it does. It, it sets the I, mood. I do. I do want to go check out that list now and see how many of those we've already done on this podcast, oh, yeah. and how many of them are like significantly better than White Comanche. Because I had, <laughs> like, I was very nearly falling asleep watching this. This was this was this really? was not. No, uh, actually, this was. I, I'm, I managed to stay awake. Surprise! Like, I'm I'm kind of tempted to like revisit it just to see if maybe I was just in a bad headspace when I put it on, but. 
I had I had a really hard time like not oh, not just dude, you know dude if you're tired at all you'll fall asleep to this without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> but I um, had like 17 cups of coffee, so I stayed awake. Oh, well, oh. explain some things, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nor- normally, Harry Chested William Shatner was forced to subject himself to a complete body waxing. Wait, did they wax his pubes as well? Uh, before <laughs> appearing buffed and shirtless before the camera. I-, I can kind of imagine William Shatner going, you've got to wax my crotch as well. <laughs> like, no. Did they uh, mention no, no, the widest no. lights on then they could find? Too, to make no, he, him, like glow neon white. I like to think that they he did have them wax, wax his crotch, and then he put a hairpiece on to you know. <laughs> a little, little velvet merkin. Yeah, <laughs> I have a spare hairpiece in my trailer. <laughs> do you think it was like a, a, a? Do you think it was like a green hairpiece just to be like a little bit Star Trek? Or was it- <laughs> no, I think I think I think he's like you know he's got he's got two hair pieces. One he calls William, and the other he calls Billy. Like that's okay, the, there you the- go. That, that's it. <laughs> Careful with Billy; he's just got cleaned. Just <laughs> <laughs> also, as as a hairy man, you know myself, I I will say that the the uh, pasty uh, white skin of uh, the Native American uh, painted uh, William Shatner. It does remind me of those few times when I did like shave my like yeah. chest and back, you know. It was like, no, I, I, that, to I totally, like I totally get that. Yeah, you had to put the, like the snow blindness goggles on so you could see yourself. Yeah, yeah, because like, oh, so Shatner is super white. Like, there's, there's no pretense here that he's any sort of Indian. It's like he's like, so yeah, super you white. Would, you would think like, like shaved wax Shatner would have like tanned or something. Or bronze or something to. Like, I mean, like, you know, I don't. I don't think that they didn't have spray tan necessarily, but I mean, they were they were actively painting people for westerns. I mean, they were in the fucking desert. You think you could have got a tan? When the quote unquote whiter version of Shatner in this film has more of a tan, or at exactly. least at least he's got the grime on. You know, the the patina of dirt. <laughs> uh, and again, it, like it feels like the the. Like it's so overt that it feels like it's almost a deliberate choice to make yeah. him like super super white, you know. But oh. like you know that that's not where their headspace is. No, they weren't even thinking about it. It was yeah. just so weird. Um, so Daniel, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Lee Harper. I do have a podcast where I talk about terrible terrible people on the internet uh, who like to try to genocide other people. Called I don't speak German. Mm-hmm. Find that at com, and uh, other things that I do. Everything's at my Twitter at Daniel Lee Harper. Paul, where are you? I'm over here. I'm Paul, at, tell at, people uh, about YouTube.com. Or you can check me out on uh, <laughs> 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 I love that Paul just walked away. He's Paul. just talking. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> people can't see this, but Paul basically just stood up and walked away, and now he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's like indifferently like pointing his face vaguely towards the microphone. Like that's. I'm just. uh, I'm taking a piss in my sink. Is that okay? It's it's perfectly fine. But tell people about your podcast. Yeah, yeah, Paul is putting all the energy into this podcast that William Shatner put into making this movie. There you go. Exactly. Uh, We got uh, the YouTube.com. We have PA Brew News. 
there we can meet me for uh, brew, brew reviews. We have the Painting with PA Brews and also the Maniacs Meat Podcast. You can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at PA Brew News or Oil Paintings by P. Romali, where we definitely talk about people who are good for the society that talk about German shit. And uh, there you go. So uh, and the antithesis of uh, Daniel. Have fun. <laughs> All right. And you can find us at tmbdos.podb.com where you can find our YouTube, uh, Apple podcast links, and of course our Facebook link. And Next week, we're going to be doing, well, next week or next episode, depending on whatever happens first, we're going to be doing the Fighting Fist of Shanghai Joe. So uh, look forward to that. Some uh, chop sake in your spaghetti western. Uh, nice little mix of cultures there. Uh, I don't know. Would Asian food go well with Italian food? I don't know if they mix. We'll see. Can, can, you, can, you, can you put meatballs in your, in your uh, stir fry? I think he could. Yeah. Well, what about like stir fry with your low name? Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could do that. Um, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 totally, we're totally just like we lost it. Uh, so yeah. thank you everyone for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. And uh, we'll be back next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cheers. You have been listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For other episodes, our links to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and our Facebook group, as well as links to podcasts and websites of similar interest, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.